Hello, hello, Kate here, your resident holistic health and wellness coach, bringing you the good word about working with resistance. This is a big topic that we explore with almost all of my clients in coaching. It's something that pretty much everyone will be familiar with if you've ever tried to start a new routine or change an old habit, and you find that something just keeps getting in the way and derailing you. Often that's just your inner resistor stomping its feet and saying, nah, I don't want to do this. So part one is the blog read as usual. And then in part two, I'll share a bit more about what this looks like in coaching. And if this resonates with you, I hope you'll give the practice of working with resistance a try and tell me how it goes for you. And with that, let's get into it. Working with resistance, changing habits and neural pathways. Waking up early in the morning, I used to roll over and for five seconds, I'd think about how I should just get up and go do my meditation. But after those five seconds, I'd grab my cell phone off the nightstand and start checking my notifications. I'd scroll through emails, texts, social media, news, and so on until I realized 30 minutes had gone by and I needed to get up and start the day. I'd make the coffee and the dog's breakfast, put away the dishes, and I'd have just enough time to do a quick journal entry, but the meditation would have to wait until after I'd walked the dog. I'd get to it later. And you know how this story goes. Once the day got started and I was in the swing of things, the time for my meditation was always later. And then suddenly the day was over and I'd sit down and reflect on what happened. Sure, it had been stressful, and yes, I knew that starting my day with even a short meditation usually gave me more bandwidth and perspective, but for some reason, every morning when the time came, I resisted it, and I let myself get distracted by other things. Is this story familiar? I should think so. I can't tell you how many people tell me they keep meaning to make that one thing a regular practice in their day, because they know it helps, they know they'll feel better, but something keeps getting in the way. Maybe it's yoga, an afternoon walk, a gratitude journal, making time for a creative hobby, or taking a mindful tea break outside to break up the afternoon with a moment of self-care. Sometimes it really is life getting in the way, but more often than not, when we get right down to it, there's something inside of us that is resistant to doing the thing. If we've set a goal to make that thing a regular part of our routine, in the first few days or weeks, we usually feel fired up and ready to take action. We're full of motivation, so it may come easily. At some point down the line, the initial spark of motivation sputters out and the old patterns pop back up. This is our neurobiology doing what it does best. It's falling back on our strongest neural pathways that have been built over years of engaging in these old behaviors, like automatically checking your cell phone as soon as you wake up. The new budding neural pathways that started forming with your new habit will quickly get pruned away as these old habits reassert themselves in with comforting ease. This is the challenge with building new habits. It takes a lot of repetition before those new pathways become strong enough to become automatic or the default. And the more we slide back into the old patterns, the more likely those new pathways will get pruned back until we have to start building them all over again. So when a little bit or a lot of resistance shows up early in the process, rather than ignoring it or using our willpower to shove it down, this is the time to pay attention and work with it. Why? Well, experience and studies show that the more we try to control, avoid, or repress our feelings or emotions, the more likely they are to grow in strength. 
On top of that, emotion repression is linked to all kinds of harmful physiological impacts such as high blood pressure, headache, fatigue, digestive distress, and multiple autoimmune and chronic pain disorders. In short, it's an ineffective tactic with multiple harmful downstream impacts. Okay, so if we shouldn't try to push past the resistance, what can we do instead? Try these steps. First, remind yourself why this matters to you. Revisit your wellness vision and remind yourself how this new habit or goal aligns with your core values and your long-term vision for health and well-being. Second, acknowledge and accept the feeling. This is the opposite of repression, and it doesn't require you to give in to the resistance. If it's comfortable, close your eyes and imagine yourself sitting next to the feeling as you acknowledge its presence and allow it to sit with you without trying to change it. Third, check in and ask what's needed. Yes, the resistance has something it wants you to know, and the only way to find out what it is is to ask. What would you like me to know and what do you need now? See what comes up. Sometimes this will be at odds with your intended action or habit, but often simple acknowledgement is enough to relax the resistance. And fourth, decide what you'll do next. This is where you can get creative. What can you do to take care of that inner resistor and the needs it expressed while also honoring your need to care for your health and well-being? There's almost always a way to do both. So once you've gone through this process a couple of times, you'll become familiar with the early signs of resistance and you can quickly check in with what's needed so that it doesn't feel like a constant battle of wills. Pay attention to how the feeling of resistance shifts as you go through this practice. Does the strength or frequency change? In what ways? Are there patterns that show up? Are you able to identify small tweaks to your habits that prevent or lessen the feeling of resistance? Try this process out and take time to reflect on what you notice. Feel free to share with me what comes up for you and how you adapt this process to work even more effectively in your life. Oh man, this is a fun one, y'all. As a coach, I am always on the lookout for my client's inner resistor. It can be hard to spot from my vantage point because often when a client is sitting in a session, they have every intention of doing the thing that they planned for themselves. It's lucky if I can spot some hesitation or some wavering and we can work with it in the moment. But other times it takes a few sessions where things just didn't quite go as planned before we can acknowledge that it's not just the stated obstacles getting in the way, but it's something internal. In coaching, a big part of my job is to make sure that my clients experience a sense of safety and non-judgment in our sessions. And if I've cultivated that space well, when we start to see these patterns show up and we notice a client's inner resistance derailing them, then we can quickly move through or even sometimes past blame, embarrassment, or shame, and we can move right on into curiosity. This can be a big mindset shift for folks. When something didn't go as planned, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that literally never means that something is wrong or deficient in you. It means that there's something that needs our attention that we've been ignoring. There's some need or value that you have that isn't being met. And our job is to pause and give space to that feeling of resistance so that we can figure out what is the unmet need that wants to be taken care of. 
So sometimes that voice of resistance is really loud and clear and we can get right to the point within a couple of minutes. For example, oh, you're trying to go for a run when you get home from work. Well, I've been working my ass off all day doing all the things that I should do or I have to do for other people. And when I get home at the end of the day, I wanna take care of my own need for rest and relaxation. So if you think I'm gonna just push on through and do one more should instead of sitting down on this couch and watching TV, you've got another thing coming. Well, it's always easier when it comes out that directly. At that point, we can pause and say, yeah, I hear that there's a need to rest and take some quiet time for myself without pushing my body or my mind any further. And I also know that when I go for a jog, it helps me to release some of the tension from the day, it helps me to sleep better, and it makes my body feel more vital than when I don't do it. So what would be a good compromise? I want you to feel taken care of and I also wanna take care of these other needs. So for one of my clients, that's looked like getting home from work, putting on her exercise clothes, and then sitting in a quiet spot at home and either listening to an episode of one of her favorite podcasts or reading a chapter in her book or browsing through a magazine, always for a set period of time. And then from there, she gets up and she goes on her jog. She also committed to herself that she wouldn't push her body too hard if she was feeling exhausted, and she could always just switch to a walk if she needed to. So when she offered this compromise to her inner resistor, there was a little bit of skepticism, but there was an agreement that they could try it and see how it worked. It took a few days of tweaking that arrangement until she came up with something that felt really good all the way around, and then she noticed by the next week that she wasn't nearly as tempted to sit down and glaze over watching TV right away, but that this new routine actually felt more inviting than it ever had previously. So if we just keep trying to push through without finding compromises and ways to take care of our whole selves, it's almost inevitable that some series of obstacles is gonna just keep popping up so that it always feels like a struggle. Or maybe you push yourself through it for a while, but then you get sick or you go on vacation or you have some big work deadline and by taking a few days off, it feels that much harder to imagine going back to that new routine that you're trying to build. And this is not how we wanna change behavior for the long term. So the next time that you notice that inner resistor getting all up in your grill, instead of pushing her away or telling her to shut up and deal with it, try to take a pause and see what she has to say and how you can work together. If you do give this a try, I would love to hear how it goes and what comes up for you. So you can reach out and connect with me um, either to share about this experience or to give me other feedback. And you can do that on Instagram at Katie J Wellness or by email at community at katiejwellness.com. And until next time, be well.